Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. are horrible and horrific. There is an investigation the president certainly supports overseen by this, the Department of Homeland Security, which he has conveyed will, uh, will happen quickly. I can also convey to you that the secretary also conveyed to civil rights leaders earlier this morning that we would no longer be using horses in Del Rio. Uh, so that is something, a policy change that has been made in response. But it's not the horses that are the problem in Del Rio, now is it? It's not Border Patrol on horseback doing their job. That's not the problem in Del Rio. That's not the problem at the southern border. Border Patrol isn't the issue. Policy is the issue. What has changed between the Donald Trump administration and the Joe Biden administration? What are we looking at as opposed to what it is we are told to look at? If the argument is that one Border Patrol agent on horseback utilizing their reins to control a horse is going to be seen by those who are interested in being political as opposed to being rational on the border and be seen as some kind of bigoted moment to taking away, you being utilized to take away an opportunity for the Border Patrol to do their job properly. What are we saying about what we think about the border to begin with? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it is good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Let me bring in Laura Reese right here. I think I'm pronouncing it right. R-I-E-S, the director at the Center for Technology Policy and Senior Research Fellow for Homeland Security at Heritage Center, heritage.org. She addressed this issue with Fox Business just the other day. And when we take a look at the border, we take a look at this, this conversation as we see it, it very much seems to me that we're having two different conversations. People like myself are discussing the problem at the border with illegal immigration and seemingly this this Biden administration having an open arms type of viewpoint, not only in their rhetoric, but in what's actually happening. Then we have the people who say, how dare you talk about the border? Everything revolves around some level of race and anything that can be a distraction to a border conversation takes front and center stage for the Biden administration. So first things first, is it a crisis at the border? Thank you, Tony, for having me on. And yes, it's it's a crisis. It's a catastrophe. We're, we're wearing out the thesaurus for how bad this has been at the border for the past eight months. And you're right. The left will do anything to talk about something else, to distract. Uh, they will make up uh, lies out of whole cloth, which is what they did regarding the horse patrol attacking Haitian illegal aliens. And anyone with eyes to see can tell that's what's going on. Now, you've spent time with the Department of Homeland Security. You actually served as the acting deputy chief of staff. So this isn't something that is anathema to you. This is something that you have been up close and in front of for a good long time. I accept and I agree that it's a crisis at the border. The thing that we cannot get our arms around, those of us on the outside, is why is it a crisis at the border? What was the Trump administration doing? What is the Biden administration doing? And what is the real difference? What is the maybe one or two or three things you can point to and say that is where the issue lies? The difference comes down to the law and whether someone wants to enforce immigration law or not. 
the Trump administration faced a border crisis in uh, late 2018, early 2019. There were caravans of illegal aliens coming up uh, from Central America and through Mexico. But the Trump administration wanted to enforce the law. We are still the most generous country in terms of lawful immigration, um, but we should not be allowing illegal aliens in. So uh, President Trump was building the border wall. He started the Remain in Mexico program, which Congress authorized back in 1996, that said, yes, you can come and claim asylum, but you're going to wait on the Mexican side of the border while your case is proceeding. That's told would-be migrants, it is no longer a golden ticket to just claim fear in a few words, and voila, you can disappear into the U.S., never to appear again uh, to pursue that asylum claim. He made agreements using strong U.S. leverage with respect to the governments of Mexico and Central America to enforce their own borders, to build up their own asylum systems, and it worked. The caravan stopped coming, and we had no border crisis in 2020. Talking to Laura Reese. Am I pronouncing it right, by the way? Is it Reese? Yes, you are. Thank you. I just I want to make sure. Director of the Center for Technology Policy, Senior Research Fellow for of Homeland Security from the Heritage Foundation, also a law graduate from Valparaiso. I always like to appreciate fellow Hoosiers uh, when they do good work. So we have a, a conversation about following law versus not following the law. And as you're discussing it, the the specific nature of the Remain in Mexico policy, we have Governor Abbott of Texas now working to sue the DOJ, or sue the federal government to bring back, or maybe it's Ken Paxton doing that, to bring back this policy, this Remain in Mexico policy. By not enforcing this and not engaging this, this has been the, the trigger to people saying, well, now we can come across the border. So now we have this issue of the Haitian immigrants. We have heard that there were 15,000 under the bridge. There's now under 8,000. There's a possibility of another 15,000, 20,000 Haitians trying to make their way who have been in South America getting out of Haiti for a, a while now, seeing their opportunity to get to the United States. They've crossed the Rio Grande and they're engaged in this encampment underneath the International Bridge in Del Rio. That in and of itself the idea that that many Haitians were able to cross and create an encampment. This can't be something that Border Patrol thought was the best idea. This is the way we should handle it, could it? No, and the administration knew. They had reports that large numbers were coming up all the way from points as south as, as Panama. And they didn't uh, heed the warnings. Also, the agents months ago warned headquarters that they were understaffed and under-resourced in Del Rio, and that if large numbers of illegal aliens came to that area, they would be overwhelmed. And that's exactly what happened. This has been an optics headache for the White House. Uh, They want to move on. They, in fact, have given an order that that bridge be cleared out. There are bulldozers down there clearing away the makeshift stick uh, tents, etc., Uh, because there's going to be a Black Lives Matter protest in the area tomorrow, and and they wouldn't want things to look bad. So they have injected race into this, as you talked about earlier, with the whole made-up horse patrol issue. And they have just handled this terribly from start to finish. They won't tell the numbers of how many are being released into the U.S., 
They're trying to portray that most, if not all, of these Haitians are being deported. That is not true. Most of them are being released into the U.S., um, and they're just telling lie after lie. Secretary Mayorkas continues to claim the border is closed. It is laughable, but it would be funny if it weren't so dangerous for this country. This is going to have very long-term negative effects for the United States. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, Homeland Security Secretary, talks about the border being closed. You're right, it is not. Jen Psaki, the White House Press Secretary, has said the border is closed. Of course it is not. Uh, But as somebody who did not serve in law enforcement and has not uh, been a part of of Homeland Security, I I have watched and, and, and often wonder exactly how angering these moments, whether we're discussing defund the police or what we're seeing on the border, how how angering these moments are for those who are in it and do work in it. So I want to get to specifically what we have seen with this photo. Here is a Border Patrol agent utilizing their reins to control the horse. And yes, this is about keeping uh, migrants from entering the United States. Everyone now decides who wants to decide things politically and racially that it's a whip and it's it's disturbing, it's disgusting. And now, as we heard from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, horses will not be used on the border. So two questions. First, one of just uh, a technical skill, strategy how important are horses on the border in terms of safety and security of the nation and number two the people you know within homeland security and the people that you know within the border patrol when they see the white house do this to a border patrol member because it is it is flagging them as somehow the enemy as the bad person what does that do to morale how does border patrol react to those things Horses are absolutely necessary in that area, and they've been used for centuries. Um, Texas is very rural. It is vast, and and it has rough terrain. So horses are an essential tool. Um, I tweeted out yesterday a picture of Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee talking with uh, Horse Patrol back in 2017. So apparently it was fine um, to for them to do their jobs back then, but but not now. What's changed? Um, in terms of the morale of the agents, it couldn't be lower. And I, I'm amazed more agents haven't quit because they have been completely handcuffed in their ability to do their job, whether it's telling ICE agents not to detain or deport uh, most illegal aliens and criminal aliens who are here, or not allowing uh, Border Patrol agents to do their job, stopping wall construction, making their job impossible. Now to claim that they are racist and treating these aliens like slaves just because they're trying to do their job in impossible situations that this administration created, it's, again, I, I, I would not be surprised if there are many more uh, resignations, early retirements, et cetera. And we cannot forget the president's vaccine mandate. Um, you know, th- these agents are facing very difficult decisions. Laura Reese, Director, Center for Technology Policy and Senior Research Fellow at Homeland Security at the Heritage Foundation, heritage.org. Before uh, I, I let you go, is there any chance the Biden administration makes a change and handles this border properly? And if they don't, I mean, I would, I would ask, what would the first change you would make? And if they don't, what is it that Americans should expect? I unfortunately fear 
uh, terrorist attack to get their attention. Um, we cannot forget about the um, record number of, of drugs, including fentanyl, that are crossing this border and killing Americans. I haven't had wor- heard word one from the administration about that. How many Americans have to die from drug overdoses before maybe they'll pay attention to it? Also, the, with the border wide open, the fall of Afghanistan, the revitalization of the Taliban, ISIS, and al-Qaeda, uh, we have to expect that there are known and suspected terrorists already in the U.S. continuing to come through that border, and it's just a matter of time before uh, there is a terrorist attack. Laura Reese, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. I hope you'll come back and join us again. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.